everybody. Welcome back to the Bobblehead Podcast. And we are super excited to dive into a new series today. Um, it's getting towards that time of year. We're wrapping up. It's getting ready to be the holiday season. And for our listeners who are business leaders or owners, it's time to start planning for the next year. Um, and that's really going to be the theme of, of the series we're going to be talking about is end of year planning. Um, and that starts with reflection. And so in this first episode, we're going to dive into that process of reflection. Like how do you analyze objectively and subjectively how that year went and use that to help plan for the following year. So super excited to dive into this with Tim. Thanks for joining us and let's get started. Let's go. Hey, Mr. Elliot, how you doing? Good morning. Man, I can't remember the last time I referred to you as Mr. Elliot. <laughs> it's been, it's been not long enough. That's awful formal. You know, I refer to, uh, to the original, uh, Roger Elliott as Mr. Elliott. So. Yeah, you and me both. Do you really? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we had a, a, a kind of a strange, but I don't know how many families do this, but um, at work, he was Mr. Elliott, and we're referring to my father, um, who I worked for when I first got to school. And, uh, but it, on the weekends, when I would see him or around or whatever, it was dad. So it, it actually became very natural. So it's kind of a, it was a, a sign of respect. For I sure. Guess. But um, yeah, it, it, I guess we just started and it worked. Yeah, and, and it's, it is funny because whenever I'm talking to anybody, either on our team or you know, the legal team or whoever I'm interacting with, they know at this point when I say, Mr. Elliott, I'm referring to, to Roger, to Tim's dad. And when I refer to Tim, they know that I'm talking about Tim. And that also allows them to be able to tailor the way that I communicate with them because they know like if I had a conversation with Mr. Elliott, it went markedly different than it goes with Tim <laughs> Elliott. So... <laughs> and, and usually refer to me as him or yeah. that person Ugh. or it's just a uh, guttural or, noise or that uh, <laughs> again. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Tim Elliott, it's good to be here with you today. Thank you. It's dandy to be here with you. You know, and it's was a weird weekend for me because it was the first weekend in months where we haven't had a football game. And yeah, it, your your weekends have been like full on, even like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like full on big plans, going places. Like yeah. you, you don't remember like where your front door is when you finally come home. Pretty much. And you know, for our listeners, I got a 17 year old that played on a big plays on a big six, eight program here in Texas. And last weekend was the third round of the playoffs. And this whole year has been fun. You know, the Rockwell Heath Hawks, it's just been a fun program to watch. And they've, they had an exceptional year and, you know, you, it's so much fun to reflect back after it's all done and really see the enjoyment and see the growth, especially after they lost last weekend, you know, they, yeah. they got upset by Tomball high last weekend. And, uh, I think the coolest part about the whole season, Tim was, was seeing that almost instant growth from Peyton in loss rather than in victory. And you talk about as a parent, all the stuff that we go through and the struggles and the worries and everything we have about our kids learning and growing in setback, seeing it happen in real time, it literally is one of the coolest things about being a parent. Yeah. It, you know, I, I used to always tell the girls that, you know, it's about adversity. You don't learn through good times. You learn during the adverse times. And, uh, you know, as your kid, you don't want to hear that. But it's, as a parent, it's fun to see them go through that and learn from it and see the light bulbs go off. Um, sometimes it's immediate and sometimes it's years before it does. But, yeah, man, adversity is a good thing. And, and uh, as much fun as winning is, um, there's nothing more fulfilling than what you learn from losing. 
Well, and I think it's so hard to appreciate in the moment. I think no matter how intentional we are with our lives, personally, professionally, it's hard to appreciate the beauty and the struggle about what you're going through when you're going through it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's when it's over. It's in that, that moment of stillness when you're looking around like, man, I, I miss the chaos. And it allows you to reflect on that period of time and appreciate what it was, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Well, it's, it's um, you know, it's who we are. We, we're, we humans are competitors. And we compete every day with ourselves, with other people, in business, whatever it may be. We compete. And nobody likes to lose because we work so hard to not lose. You know, how many times, how many times have you played back when you were, you know, on a team, you know, they talk a lot about that of, of, you know, you're playing to win versus sometimes you're playing not to lose. And it's a different mentality. But, you know, I keep going back to the Bergeron stuff of when, when you lose or things happen bad, you have to have that mindset of good. You know, it's, it's, um, we lost good. Okay, what comes next? Mm-hmm. It's good because what I'm gonna learn from it. And but uh, that's that's hard, man. That's hard when you're a, when you're a high school player, you're a high school kid. That's if you can grasp that at all, even ten percent of it, that's a huge win because that's a tough thing to do, man. Well, and we're obviously Bergeron fans around here because I had a reference back to one of his podcasts when you were talking about, you know, we're we're always competing, and he has a really cool segment. I don't remember what episode it came from, but it's but it's about. Are you competing? Are you training? Are you practicing? Oh, yeah. And yeah. we spend, as humans or as business leaders, we spend so much time competing. We spend 90% of our time competing, you know, 5% of our time training and 5% of our time practicing. Yeah. And, you know, the problem with that, and you can take it back to the, to the CrossFit gym, is that you see people in there when they're competing, when they're constantly competing with the person next to them, they're cutting reps short. They're, yeah. you know, they're, they're doing half reps. They're, they're, they're willing to take those shortcuts in order to be able to win. But in reality, the beauty comes from when you can spend, you know, 45% of your time training, 45% of your time practicing, and that remaining 10% happens of competing happens as a byproduct of your focus on your internal operational excellence, your internal struggle to be the best version of yourself that you can be in order to be able to, as a byproduct, beat the pants off of your competitors in the marketplace. Well, it reminds me of, of what you told me the other day when you were working out in the gym with the kids. And uh, I think Peyton was trying to do, like, you know, every workout was trying to, to PR. Mm-hmm. And you had that talk of, man, you'll never get anywhere just PRing every day. Yeah. That you have to train and then measure. You know, train, 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 work, 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 then measure. Right. Which is a really good lead-in to what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, really think about it. it. It really is. It's a it's a perfect segue, and you know, it's about reflection, and it's about closing out um, the the current calendar year and preparing for January first, and that starts with that whole process of strategic planning, and ultimately execution starts with the ever important step of reflection, and being able to look back objectively towards the end of the year and a little bit of the stillness that is inevitably happens at the end of P12 and be able to reflect upon what went well, what didn't go so great, and then ultimately how to get better. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, we all reflect and, and that reflection comes in different methods based on who you are and, and how you think. Um, you know, there's that, that first reflection is that gut of what, did, was this a good year or a bad year? Simple. Like, it's like a yes or no. Was it a good year or a bad year? Um, then it's why was it a good year and why was it a bad year? And you start breaking that down 
and, and you can overthink it. One of the one of the things that we've learned to do, and you've been good about helping with that, is is really to measure, you know, when we think about that, it was a good year. Why? And let's really think through what led to that. Not only what the year was, but what did we do the previous year that led what that preparation that led to the success that we can decide, do we want to continue with some things? Do we want to better some things or do we want to eliminate some things? And you know, one, me being a vision guy, to me, it's more of a, a big picture of what do I feel. And to you, it's more of a, you know, how do, what do we, how, what do we measure? Right. And I don't know, in this series, we're going to talk about a lot of those things and, and, and how we go from that, you know, from how do we feel and vision uh, all the way through down to OKRs and budgeting, which we'll talk about in, in future podcasts on this series. But, you know, that first reflection is, Hey, let's, you know, overall, was it a win? Was it a loss? Are we better? Did we do better? Um, and that's where it all starts with. It's a, it's the big cloud. Are, are we working with a, a good cloud? Or are we working with a bad cloud? And then the why behind each one of those. And, and inside of that cloud, there's, you know, there's good and bad. So we're never perfect. We're always refining. Um, but to look back on the year and determine yeah, it was a good year. Um, and fortunately for us, this is because of the planning and because of some things that took place, we've had a good year. And we're very, very thankful for that. But that's our first step is is what is that? And then breaking that down after that. When you talk about lying in the duality of, of leadership within our company and most companies, and when you're reflecting upon, did you have a good year? If only it was so simple to make it an objective evaluation. There's the objective side of things, like did the numbers support how things went? But then there's also the subjective side of things. Well, like how, how's your team? How are your people? Right. How do you feel about the year? How do you feel about, you know, leading into next year? If for me, I'm maybe too good at removing the emotions from things and being like the numbers say this, right? Mm. But the numbers are only going to say 80%. Right. What is the other 20% telling you? And again, that's that subjective side of things. Like how, how does the team feel? How do our customers feel? Because we can have an incredibly efficient year and just be completely sideways culturally, right. organizationally, et cetera, right. right? So super interesting point about the need to look at it from both lenses, right? And that's why you need different types of leaders because I'm pretty much wholesale <laughs> incapable of viewing things about how I feel. Right. And you're on the other side of that. Like you go with your gut, you lead with your gut, where I tend to lead with with numbers and metrics and measurables and et cetera. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's fun for me because my gut says one thing and that's fun to come to you and say, Hey, I feel this. I feel like this is, we're on track with this where the numbers say, mm -hmm. and, and you're able to either confirm that with the numbers and tell me why, or man, I think you're, I'm not sure we really had the year you thought we did Tim. Sure. Or, you know, I feel like we, let's say we made a lot of money in whatever department it was, you know, that's, the, the numbers and the money says it was great, but behind the scenes, it's like you said, man, it may be a train wreck of people. And, you know, to get there, we had to go through, you know, 10 people, or we had to turn over this, or we had to do that, or, you know, we, we pushed so hard um, on, on people that they got things done, we made money, but man, it's just not sustainable, you know? Yeah, you gotta be careful about viewing things myopically. You do. Like too short-sighted, like, yeah, 
you did it, but at what cost? Yeah. What was the cost of that, you know, 10% uptick in, in EBITDA, right? Right. Um, but either way, I think we're, we're talking about the story of gap and gain. We are. You know, and, and that's a huge mindset element of this that you guys, if you listeners have been with us any longer than about two weeks, you've heard us talk about <laughs> gap and gain, right. right? And really all of this, and, you know, we're going to get into kind of how we do it here at Access, but is appreciating the concept of gap and gain. Don't worry about how far you are from your destination. Turn around and look at how far you've come. Right. You know, in in that gap, maybe that's an element for next year, mm-hmm. right? Reflect why you didn't get to that point, but don't get hung up on it because there's COVID, there's any number of, there's supply chain issues. There's, you know, depending on your business, 2021 was a tough year. Right. Um, but be able to appreciate how far you came from January 1st of 2021 to December 31st of 2021. There's so much more value in that than stressing about why you didn't get, you know, the 10% of the way further that you were trying to get to. And and just for those that haven't heard about gap and gain, you know, the way this works is, is when you look back, especially as an entrepreneur or business owner, you look back typically on the last nine days, we we do it quarterly. um, And then we also do it annually. And so when we look back on the quarter, you know, we talk about gap and gain, you know, the gap, the gaps, the things that we feel like didn't go well, they're the things um, in our OKR, OKRs, or maybe they're the goals and, and the things we set aside that we want to accomplish in that 90 days. You know, we typically, when we look back and say, was this successful or a failure? We look back and see the things we didn't get done. And we see those as failures. And we called those gaps. And the gains are the things that did happen, the things that were positive, things we were able to move forward on. And so the reason we call it, it's called gap and gain is when you look back, typically the first thing you do is look at the gaps. Where did we, where did we fail? We had 15 objectives that we wanted to accomplish in Q4, let's say. And of those 15 things, we accomplished 12. And the gap side of it is we focus on the three that we didn't accomplish. Um, the gain is we look at what, not only the 12 things we accomplished, but what did we learn? Why did we not get those three things accomplished? And what did we learn from those that we can push those things forward or eliminate them and get those things done because we know more now than we did? You know, it, you know, I, we'd love to tell everyone listening that we've got this perfect thing. We're so wise and we're doing this podcast. We know it all. The reality is we're doing this podcast because we don't. And we're trying to share with you, you know, some, some of the things that we think are right and that fail and be transparent about those, but also some things that have worked for us and hoping that maybe you can take some of those things and use them as tools in your toolbox. But, you know, one of those things with gap and gain is looking back on that 90 days and, and looking at if, if that 90 days was successful or not, not just based on what you're able to accomplish, but also, and sometimes more importantly, what you learned. And Davin, I think we've done a good job about that the last three to four years of stopping and looking back and go, okay, what did we learn this year? What are we better at than we were? Um, you know, you've had a big, and it really somewhat ends this year, but you've had a, ever since you got here, you've had a project and that was to go through each department and really hone in and see how we can make that, that department run smoother, better, more efficient, leaner, um, and you know, you're tackling admin now mm-hmm. and you have been really this year. And that was the last big one. It was a big one. You put it off the last for a reason, but 
But, you know, you think about that, and every year we've been able to look at that, look at each, a department and say, wow, services, man, we are so much further ahead than we were, and we're able to say that. But just because we're so much further ahead, though, we, we want to look forward, and we want to talk about what we can do next year and make it even better and more smooth, and how can we serve our customers better. And, but to, to review back this last year or last quarter or whatever you're looking at and really look at what was that, what did it look like, you have to look not just at what you accomplished but also what you learned. And that, that list of things that you look at of what you learned, that's the stuff that gives you confidence. You know, sometimes there were things you were, you were able to accomplish, especially when it comes to revenue goals. Man, you may have hit two big bluebirds in the year and you hit your number. That's great. But they were bluebirds, right? And that's a measurement. And we hit it. We hit it. But more importantly than that is what did we learn that from last year that next year we're going to do different so that we don't have to have those two blur, two bluebirds in order to make our number, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And and I think we've really honed in our mechanism to be able to reflect on the gap in the gain element, and that's that's our Q4 E team. Um, we bring the guys in. We do this once a quarter. We actually skipped Q3 this year just because we were in the middle of some really big projects. But you know, we spend two days. The first day is is 100% reflection. Right. Like really diving into the current calendar year and going over some of the, the OKRs and the metrics that we had in place in order to be able to reflect back on that gap and gain. Here was our revenue goal. How far do we get? Right. How did we get this far? And also, why didn't we get the rest of the way? So we're able to analyze the, the gain and analyze the things that happened really well. But then also that gives us insight into why we maybe fell short on the gap. Right. We, why didn't we get the rest of that, that the way on that 10 percent? Was it external market variables? Was it supply chain? Was it people? Was it um, sales pipeline? Was right. it you know, it, it gives us a lot of insight into what happened. And then we can take that gap and we can or yeah, the gap and either roll that over into the planning for the next year or we can discard it because we knew that it isn't really pertinent anymore. And we don't get hung up on it. We just get a lot of insight and knowledge from that. But I don't know if we get as much from that as we get from how far we came on that 90%. And, and there's a couple of things I get out of that. And one is is to reflect that we accomplished this, right? And and that helps us to know, because we measure, helps us to know how we did according to our measurement. But I think the most important thing for the team is that confidence you get from that, of looking back and seeing what we're able to accomplish and, and what we learned. You know, it's amazing after the first day when you know we come in and talk about the year and we, we talk about numbers and we talk about accomplishments and, and the things we didn't get done, at the end of the day, just the, um, the emotions of the team are completely different than they got there this morning. Everybody's, and we have a great team and everybody comes in confident, but that confidence goes up substantially by the end of the day, not because of just the numbers of what we accomplished from you know, monetarily, but what we learn from it, how much better we are, how much better our teams are, and then each individual executive, how far they've come. We talk about that. You know, we talk about each person and you know what they've what they've learned, and and we point out as a group of, you know, wow, we can see you've really grown in this area. You know, you've really stepped up and taken this, and you've done amazing things with it. And here's what we see from the outside. Because when you're in the middle of it, you don't always feel it or see it. But when you when someone else points it out, it's it's big. Well, and I think 
a lot of our listeners can identify with this, but generally that, that year end wrap up executive meeting can be a bit of a bloodbath, especially if the year wasn't as good. Right. right? So generally the executive team is going to come in a little bit apprehensive, cower down a little bit, especially if they were leading a department that maybe didn't have, you know, quote unquote, the, the best year. And so for us to be able to kind of reverse engineer this process and, and really look at how far we were able to come and lead with that rather than focusing on what didn't happen allows them to, to come in confident and, you know, also empowers them to be able to reflect. Because I think if, if we're applying so much external pressure on it, it almost removes their ability because of stressors to be able to reflect upon it what does. they did or either didn't do. And one of the points that I want to put on that, I think that we've done to really round out the objective and subjective side of things is we've, we have this process to analyze our talent and our team using, you know, a variation of what I call the skill will matrix, because that fills in some of the gaps, right? So we know, let's just say arbitrarily, we wanted to reduce expenses by 25% this year relative to our revenue goal, to our deliverables, et cetera. So we're able to look at that and be like, okay, so we hit those numbers. How's the team? And we empower the leaders to, they know their people the best, so they put them on this me- this matrix somewhere. And it allows us to kind of use it as a cluster chart. So like, okay, so we were able to grind out an additional 25% net profit. Great, year was awesome on paper. The team, everybody's in the low left. Everybody's beat down. They're not performing as well. They're stressed out. They're looking for other jobs on and on and on. It allows us to fill in a very vital uh, component of progress and reflection. And that's how's your team doing relative to what you wanted them to do right. from our ivory tower. Right, right. There's, and it's like what we talked about earlier. It's, it's the difference of you, you hit a number, you measured the number, but what's behind it? Mm-hmm. What did we, what did we, how did we get there? Um, did we grind it out and, you know, cause angst and, you know, just to hit the number? Um, or are we doing so well? Are we lean and mean? Do we have the right people? Are they super productive? Do they love what they do so much that, you know, that along with, you know, some focus on that got us at 25%. Right. Yeah. It's an analysis of not just hard costs, but soft costs or, per, or people or opportunity costs too. Right, right. Right. Because if you don't analyze that objectively about how your people are, you know, what's their disposition, if you don't address that, then going into the next year, those soft costs are going to turn into hard costs they because are. you're going to start experiencing some turnover. Yeah, and, and, and the problem with that is it's not just a one-year thing, but it takes two years to try to get it all back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's the, the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, just to wrap it up, I would say, you know, the first part of this and in, in this series of of, refle- of of looking at what do you do at the, end, at the end of the year for end of year planning, you know, that first part being being reflective. Mm-hmm. And we talked about, you know, gap and gain, which thank you, Dan Sullivan, for that concept. But, uh, you know, talk about gap and gain and looking back and, and looking back, not just at nine days, but the year, looking back at what you measured. So for us, it's the numbers, but also what did you learn and what did you accomplish? What projects? You know, this year we've had a huge project and we'll talk about that a lot, a lot in the series because it's, it's been a big effort. Uh, we're launching a whole new product. Um, we do that every so long, every 10 years or so, but really big year for that. We spent a lot of money, a lot of money, a lot of effort on getting this thing out and uh, man, just seeing the progress of that alone, along with the numbers we're going to see, it's been a pretty fantastic year. So uh, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to the reflection uh, with the team. Um, It's going to be a fun one.
gonna be a real fun one. Yeah, it, it lays the foundation for not just the next episode, but the next steps in the process, which right. we'll get into. And before we close this thing out, I just want to let this go down in the annals of history on the day of our Lord. What is it? December 11th, 2021. Tim Elliott did an episode wrap up um, succinctly <laughs> without notes, <laughs> concisely without notes. Like I'm a bit honestly flabbergasted. You seem, you seem flustered. I'm going to have to reflect on this. Hey, and, and, uh, and here's one more. Uh, please go out and uh, go to our Instagram page. It's uh, Bobblehead Media, and uh, and so just look at us on, on Instagram. You're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of information about the upcoming episodes, uh, what's going on, and we're going to try to do some interaction with you, engagement with you, to ask some questions, maybe get your feedback, and eventually what we want to be able to be able to do is answer your questions. What questions do you guys have? Um, you know, especially on a series, maybe you have some questions that we didn't cover. And we can answer those. So, uh, hey, check us out on uh, Instagram. Please go there. And uh, it's Bobblehead Podcast is what you're going to go look for on Instagram. Just go check us out. I got nothing. I know. <laughs> on this day of our Lord. Yeah. All right, man. Good place to wrap it up. Thanks, buddy. All right, thanks. See you.